0: He was grabbing me, good question. He was yeah. grabbing me, lifting me off the ground, and was just shoving me up oh my against God. the door. Mm-hmm. So there's holes in the door and everything. And so, and his fingers, I mean, no joke. He was right. no joke. His fingers were inside my skin. Like mm. he was, he meant business. And telling me pretty much every bad thing you could say to somebody, you sure. know, rape you, murder you, go find your family, blah, 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 all the things. So all I could think of was, <sighs> holy crap, I just learned these three moves two weeks ago. Let me just attempt them.
1: strong she is just amazing unbelievable woman she's standing up to empower women through self-defense she has trained over 30,000 women she has two secondary black belts is that right all right I've done my homework (laughs) (laughs) and she's here to join us to teach women and men how to Mm -hmm. protect yourself uh, dealing with an assailant just dealing with various situations to help you get out of that and to feel more empowered in your life. So, Tiffany, welcome to the show. Thank you, appreciate it. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you begin this journey? Well, I was,
0: it was 20 years ago, I was mm-hmm. in college, and I actually was attacked myself. Oh. And it was two weeks before that, that um, I was just in my kickboxing class, trying to lose some weight back then, and, um, my the dojo owner came in and said, "You guys want to learn some self defense moves?" And we're like, "Sure." We're stretching it out at the end of class, and he just taught us three, two simple concepts and one move. And so I thought, "Well, that's interesting. That was nice. You know, didn't think much of it." And two weeks later, um, I was attacked by a man. I was wow. sitting at my friend's house, uh, actually an acquaintance's house. There's about twelve of us sitting around, and <laughs> out of the blue. It was a pretty tame little, um, I guess if you want to call it party or get together. But uh, there's about twelve of us there, not too wild. But, but all of a sudden the door flings open behind us, and um, I obviously jumped and turned, and everybody did. And so in comes this man, mm. about six foot four, six foot five, oversized sweatshirt, just like you see in the movies. Clearly on drugs, like just oh, really? his, his, you could just tell oh, his wow. expression. And um, so I didn't know, uh, obviously, what to make of it in that very moment because it was an acquaintance's house. So I didn't know if it was the friend coming home or the brother coming home or something else. I didn't know if he belonged there. So Ah. I didn't know anything was wrong until I turned around. And everybody had panic on their faces. Mm. And it was uh, startling. And within seconds, he made his way around to the couch and just plopped right on me. Like as if I was targeted. And stuck his hand down my shirt, started licking my neck, just the whole kit and caboodle mm-hmm. right there. Um, and the weirdest part was that nobody moved. Not one person in that whole room out of 12 people, one being a fourth degree black belt, all frozen fear. Wow. They were just completely frozen. Um, definitely was relying on my buddy there, and he was he did not pull through, but it was just his own fear response, which is something I teach, is sure. how to overcome that. But oh, wow. um, So anyway, I tap this guy off of me, and I say, hey, hey, guy, it doesn't seem like anybody knows you here, and uh, you know we have a whole bunch of beer and food for the road if you want to happen to take it, you know? He uh-huh. took us up on that. This is the first, the first <laughs> part of the attack. So okay. he literally shoves beer in his oversized sweatshirt, grabs a whole plate of heap and food, and walks out the door. And we were like, what in the uh-huh. heck Yeah. So he left, and so we thought that was over. Mm-hmm. And so we went around, locked all the doors, Um, And somebody said, um, you know, did you lock all the windows? Should we go check those? And he said, no, we live in a ranch and we never ever open the windows. So we took him at his word on that. So I think about an hour later or so, we were back in the living room, talking through like what the heck just happened. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Dudes, where were you? Like, sure. Like, yeah. I will. Yeah, what the heck? I mean, I would have had your back, man. And so anyways, but so we're sitting there and I start uh, going from the living room to the kitchen and there's just this long hallway and there's a bathroom there and I'm walking down that hallway, sure as heck, two hands reach out from that bathroom, pull me in hard as can be and for start really. slamming me up against the door, shut the door. And it was him. He had gotten back in. And so um, he, that, that was when the actual attack happened. Mm. So I was sitting there just trying to stay conscious because he was hitting me so hard. Nobody could hear me because there was music. Was
2: he punching you or hitting you uh, against the wall? He
0: was grabbing me, good question, he was grabbing yeah. me lift me off the ground and was just shoving me up oh my against God. the door mm-hmm. so there were holes in the door and everything and so and his fingers i mean no joke he was no right. joke his fingers were inside my skin like mm-hmm. he was he meant business and telling me pretty much every bad thing you could say to somebody sure. you know, rape you murder you go find your family blah 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 all the things so all i could think of was <sighs> holy crap i just learned these three moves two weeks ago let me just attempt him, you know? So all I did was I got his grip off of me, so I did what we call a breakaway move. Mm -hmm. So breakaway move, so his hand slipped off of me, and then I distracted him low, so I I don't know if I stomped on his foot or kicked at his shin, something like that, but I was up against a wall, so I didn't have much room. But all I knew was to do something low, Mm -hmm. so maybe he would, kind of do this movement, yeah. or his head would come towards me, and all I did was pop my hand up into his face. I had no idea how what I was even doing. I just knew, don't do it with a floppy hand. That's all I could <laughs> remember. So I was like, this is not going to work yeah, out. So, yeah. no. so I smashed him right in the face, and he happened to fall back and lost his balance, and that's how I got out. But later I found out it broke his nose.
1: Oh, wow.
0: But truly, I, I don't even think that's what he felt, because he was drugs. Sure, but he, yeah. he fell down, I got out, we called the cops, um, and then they came and he was—he was he a was real deal. He—he'd been wanted for um, two rapes and an attempted at homicide. Wow! And so they were looking for him, and so he was—he uh, attacked me and ended up going to prison for a long time. I think he's still in there. I don't follow him actually, but—but okay. well, um, but yeah. yeah, so yeah, I don't follow him on social media. No, I'm sure yeah. so, um, <laughs> But he, uh, yeah, so he is—he's uh, away uh, out of society, thank goodness. But. Um, but that, uh, that's just kind of how I started. So then it was right after that, your, mm-hmm. your question was, um, I, that's when I started digging in and got my two different secondary black balls. Cause I was like, first of all, I need to know what to do for myself. But sure. second of all, I need to teach other people mm-hmm. how to do this. Mm-hmm. S- and I just really was drawn to more of the street smart self defense. So the down and dirty, how to get away from right. somebody.
1: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
0: not, not the super slow circular stuff, which is it's really effective when you mm-hmm. understand what to do with it. But yeah. I am like, you know, where to strike, it hurts a man to get poked in the eye just as much as it hurts a woman. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's like you go for his eyes, whatever it is. So, mm-hmm. careful now. You have eye protection, so that might for you. I know. I'm you. lucky.
1: Yeah. I know.
0: So that is that's a story of how how I got started into it.
1: Okay. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, not fantastic, no, it's, but it's, it yes. brought you. But, uh, yeah. It brought you to where you are now. Yeah. To do what you're doing. Yep, that's where right. you are empowering women sure, is yeah. and that's your focus correct?
0: Focuses women i've been okay. teaching men children for 20 22 mm-hmm. years now okay. so yeah mm-hmm. i i can ha- these techniques work for anybody i mean sure. my my platform is a little bit more geared towards women mm-hmm. um just because that's where the statistics lie mm-hmm. but i I, mm-hmm. I have so many men on my platform too and they're like is this can i watch i'm like you don't even have to wear heels you just do your thing <laughs> <laughs> these <laughs> techniques work for you as well you know we i want to wear the
2: heels though I wanna yeah
0: practice yeah why well, have some you can put them right <laughs> on <laughs> <laughs> what size do you wear no. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll
2: make give me one second You're yeah. <laughs> but that's that's really interesting though that 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 the that the men are actually getting the confidence to come and just just try self-defense yeah. around women because a lot of men would be like totally what's the right word it's socially conditioned not to do that
0: yeah well they're, they're you know there's always talks about the male ego right No, right. they're fantastic they're they they are truly um just wanting to learn honestly and mm-hmm. my platform's all online Uh, I do teach, I I speak all over the United States. Right now I'm gonna do a world tour next year. But um, yeah, thanks. But I, um, so right now it's online so people can learn right from home. And and that's the whole point is I'm trying to reach the people in the countries that don't have access to self-defense and the people who just can't or won't go into a dojo kind of thing. Sure, Mm
1: -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Now do you get a lot of messages from your past students? Mm-hmm. messages you say hey I was in this happened to me and this is what I did oh yeah Do you run into that lot? oh
0: my goodness I have thousands and thousands of stories from people um, that I've helped throughout the 20 years and mm-hmm. things like that so um, so many of those well first of all there was a little five-year-old who saved himself from a playground Wow! Um, one of the little tips I, I teach little kids is to scream fire fire he's not my dad so it explains okay. exactly what the situation is because mm-hmm. we always see mm-hmm. kids throwing tantrums right so yeah it's so important to have them not just scream and cry if something you know somebody's trying to hurt them in some mm-hmm. way. So fire, fire he's not my dad. And what we teach them, those little kiddos, is to drop down. And you know that game they play when they sit on your foot and they hug your legs, yes. yeah. Yeah. and yeah. you can't yeah.
1: walk. And you're like, that is <laughs> back is yeah. not yeah. like in this. We know that game. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chris still does it. Yeah. I know. I actually do
2: know that game. I
1: actually he do know that
2: game very still well. That's so funny. <laughs>
0: but um, so that's what we teach them to do because they're easily picked up, or mm-hmm. and they can't outrun an adult, right? So mm-hmm. that is the tactic is fling like an octopus right on the leg, cover up, cover their head, and scream, fire, fire, he's not my dad, or fire, fire, she's not my mom. And so this little kid, way back when, mm-hmm. um, just like you see in the movies, kicked a ball, off, off of a playground, went near the um, trees. Sure. There was a man standing there with a the dog. Will mm. you help me name my puppy? The whole bit. Gotcha. And he went to pet the dog, and right when he, he was like, ooh, I'm not supposed to be. He, like, realized it right in mm-hmm. that second, and the man went to pick him up, and he just flung down at this man's leg and would not let go. He was like, wow. it's hard to pry a little child off your leg. And they, <laughs> they, know <what> the, <laughs> they know what they're what they doing. Grandma. <laughs> oh, dang. So, yeah, they're hard. You try. Okay, it. okay. Try.
2: No, I've never thought of that as a, an actual way of, like, actually holding on.
0: Yeah, Okay. absolutely. I don't so. want to
2: teach my kid that. <laughs> then years, I can't
0: so. get anywhere in the house. But that. I want your attention. <laughs> so, but yeah, I have um I have just thousands of stories of people um, saving their lives. There was a woman in India who watched one of my videos who saved herself from. Her fifth sexual assault. Wow. She was, yeah, she was, she was sexually assaulted four times. That's one of the big reasons mm. why I do what I do, and then and it's not persecu- or prosecuted over there like it is here. No. And so, mm-hmm. um, so anyway, she ended up saving herself uh, just by learning one move from one of my videos. She put the man down. She got away, and he actually sat there crying. So that worked out for her, but she saved herself from a very serious situation. You know, so, wow, well, amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Amazing.
1: Now with your videos. Do you have them set up from like beginner to advanced? Yes.
0: yes. Okay. And that is something I'm so passionate about is I don't want to just throw, um, throw everything online mm. uh, just willy-nilly. I just want to make sure that they're not seeing an advanced technique and, and missing the mm-hmm. basics of it. Mm-hmm. So, it's okay. all in order.
1: Mm-hmm. Perfect. Though. Yeah. I, I love that, Fred. Yeah. You, know? hey, you should take these videos for yourself. Yeah. yeah. You need self-defense. I know <laughs> what you,
2: you do. <laughs> it's hard <to> protecting them <laughs> Well, sometimes. you know
3: what? I, I, do, I do know judo.
2: You do know what you do, yeah. Know yeah.
3: You don't no know way. if I got a knife, and you don't know if I got a gun. <laughs> I was like, "What? You what? You know?
2: No way!" I was like, "Let's practice.
3: This is fantastic." I, I used to do kickboxing okay. yeah, back fantastic. in the day, mm-hmm. and then I got tired of getting popped in the face.
0: Yeah, that happens. That doesn't? happens.
1: All right. <laughs> Welcome back to the Extraordinary Being Movement. This is your host and coach, Linda carmine along with.
3: Fred Martinez.
1: Fred Martinez and Chris Shiver. And we have a special guest with you, us tonight. We have the one and only Tiffany Armstrong right over here. Welcome, Tiffany. <laughs> yeah. She's flexing for us tonight. <laughs>
2: yeah. I saw it. Everybody saw, you saw it. That,
1: <laughs> she is talking to us about safety um, when you get yourself stuck in a position where you're uncomfortable, maybe dealing with an attacker, um, just walking down a dark alley. She's going to go over with us. Some of her tips and techniques, things to be aware of.
0: Mm -hmm. What do you
1: have? What can you share with our audience? Absolutely.
0: Well, I have 20 years of that knowledge up in here, so I'll (laughs) share it down. down open up the vault. A few simple tips. But, uh, you know, one of the things I always talk about is um, self defense is 90% 90 of self defense is avoiding the attack in the first place. So it is the basics of truly putting your distractions away, being aware of your surroundings. But there's a really interesting study that came from this, and I'll, I'll make it real short and concise, but these two researchers went into a prison and they asked these convicted criminals, a whole bunch of them, to sit down one at a time and watch this video of people walking down the busy streets Mm. of New York. And their one question was, who would you peg as victims out of all these people? Mm. You you can choose multiple. Yes, Yes. it is, right, right? Mm. So the two big things, and almost all of them chose the same people, and they were like, well, how did you do this? Because there were some very petite women, short women who were not chosen, uh, seniors who were not Mm -hmm. chosen some large men who were. So we're like, okay, now, oh, really? now what, wow. you know, what the heck? How did you choose these people? Number one was they were distracted. And that's the typical one. Mm-hmm. you know People are walking into manholes in New York. you know mm-hmm. So we were extremely distracted as a society. But um, the <laughs> other piece is, it was all about their um, the emotion they were giving off, the vibe they were giving off. So it was mm-hmm. their breastbone was down, they looked defeated, they looked overwhelmed, they looked frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, they just looked like they didn't have enough self-worth to fight for themselves. And it, mm-hmm. that's how they targeted them. So if I can give one tip, that wipes you off 80% of the victimless of attackers is lifting up mm-hmm. and looking people in the eye when you walk. Mm. And it's not like combative, you know. Sure. You don't have to be like, Are you looking at me? you know. <laughs> <laughs> probably, no! <laughs> you're probably not to any friends, but but truly just that confident look and there's such a difference between like, hi, you know, like yeah, yeah. women do that, hi, hi, you know, mm. kind of thing versus hello. I mean, there's such a different mm. vibe that goes Sure. That, so that that would be one thing. It's just truly being Swap aware of with confidence. Like confidence. Mm. Be aware of your surroundings, don't have your face in your phone the whole, you know, all, you got to wait behind until you get behind closed doors with that stuff. So that's one, is just avoiding the attack. Mm -hmm. Um, And understanding just the basics of how attackers, um, you know, target you. Like like a simple tip, Um, one of my videos went viral, and it was just the most simple tip, is you're sitting at the gas station, a lot of times when you put your car in park, all the doors unlock. Some cars are programmed that way, and that is a programmable thing, that's a changeable thing, but you put that, and all of a sudden all your doors are unlocked, maybe you have your child in the back, Mm -hmm. your purse or your wallet or whatever's over here, you get out and you start going to pump gas, While these attackers are either opening the door to grab your Mm -hmm. purse or your wallet, Mm -hmm. Or um, they're sneaking in that back seat. Yeah. Right when you get in there, they got the weapon to you and they say mm-hmm. drive. And they are brazen. They do it right yeah. in front. Sure. Yeah, I've seen YouTube uh, videos. Yeah.
3: I, I, I actually have a friend that actually got mugged mm-hmm. like that. It really? happened in, in uh, on off of Van Buren late at night. He was going to get gas, and then they ended up uh, they drove him out to some storage shed. They took his his uh, his ID. Uh, he gave up his watch, his wallet. And they said, "You go to the police. We're gonna. We know where you're at, where you live, and we're gonna kill you." Mm. And so yeah. he ended up getting out somehow. And he finally, so he finally got away. Yeah. And so he ended up uh, uh, calling up everybody, breaking my lease. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And moved. Mm. Yeah. Wow. There is
0: no way you can get a peaceful night's sleep after yeah. they have your address on that level. You know what I mean? And there's that threat. It is, it is uh, rampant. Out there sure. the statistics are out of control one yeah. in three women will be attacked uh one in nine men and that is yeah. i mean that's i mean yeah. that is oh, absurd so anyways so distraction and then those simple things of just locking your doors um the common sense things but sometimes oh, yeah. we just don't think about it so sure. those things are huge and then um you know just as far as actual techniques go um, you think about where the vulnerable areas are in the body. So the eyes, mm-hmm. the nose, you know, up into the throat is one of my favorite techniques. Ah. Um, so watch out. <laughs> and, um, but And then, you know, the yeah, right in here when you're poking. Oh, God,
2: um, I've been hit like that in competition. Mm-hmm. That sucks. It's
0: nasty, yeah. Isn't it? yeah, it's nasty. So, and those things hurt worse than people think. I mean, getting popped in the nose, we've yeah. all had that happen and our eyes water and all mm-hmm. the things that happen. So... Um, and then obviously groin strikes, but I will tell you I, I actually have a video about the myths of groin strikes because mm. no man, and you can speak to this, is going to just sit there and be like, alright, go right ahead. I mean, you're going to be moving, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, truly you have to strike properly. Yeah. Sure. And so sometimes a, a palm strike to the nose would actually even be more effective. So what I teach is, it's, I always think about self-defense in twos. Mm. So I think about, um, just like how I got away from my attacker, you distract low, First, you always do one move low and then do your actual planned move high, whatever it is, a throat strike or a palm strike, which I'll explain those two in a second. Or you want to distract high, so maybe like a finger rake or swing your keys at their face, or you know even mm-hmm. go for the nose or palm or palm strike or whatever. But then you go low because what that happens is if I distract you high, so if I were to go after your face, yeah. you naturally okay. would do something along this, these lines: lean back, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Maybe your hands come up to naturally, mm-hmm. instinctually protect, protect yourself. Yeah. But that what, is, what does that open up your whole arm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's like distract low, go high. Or distract high, go low. And that's, I mean, it's just as simple as that. And that's exactly how I got away from mine. And I will tell you story after story. I hear thousands of stories a year. And uh, I know women who have done that and men as well. And it, it works like a charm. It really, mm-hmm. really can. But you do need to know how to strike. So getting sure, that,
1: yeah.
0: One of my favorites is if you create your, uh, like a V hand, okay? okay you want to feel your muscles all the way up to your elbow, mm-hmm. okay, because, like I said, no self-defense works with a floppy hand, right? i know, you a whip. Yeah. Um, but on the throat, mm. this is where all of our muscles are down here, so mm. we could, like, take a pretty decent strike down sure. there. So, and then there's your Adam's apple, mm. and I have one myself. But right above that is the most um, vulnerable part of the front of the neck, so okay. we want to strike up at a, oh, an yeah. upward angle. But the Mm -hmm. thing is, let's just say I was coming at you with a throat strike. Mm -hmm. Most likely you might block me. You might turn your head. There's no way you're just going to take it, right? Sure. You're going to turn your head. So human nature says your attacker's probably going to look away for one Mm -hmm. second. And most likely you're going to miss. So I always teach, don't worry if you miss. Just plan that the first two or three strikes might not make it. Okay? Got it. But the whole thing is, right, Mm -hmm. they're going to be looking away. But what are they going to do back? They're Especially always turn going around. to look back, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. There's no, attacker's going to fight <laughs> you. They're not be like, oh, that was scary. Like, I know. They're not going to do that, right? They're going to look back at you. Yeah. Yeah. So you can just plan on them looking right back mm-hmm. at you. And so you strike, they're going to turn, you pull your hand back, and you're ready for that second strike Oof. as they're coming back. Got and it. that's when they're not guarded. So mm-hmm. um, things like that, same thing with a palm strike mm-hmm. up to the nose. You can do it up to the chin. That can be effective where the head goes the body follows Yes. Mm-hmm. you know That's pretty much what i did um but a, a nose break hurts a little bit more than a chin strike kind of thing mm-hmm. so i love throat strikes um otherwise i gouges. so like let's say you had me in a chokehold okay so let's say you had me like okay. this and let's say your arms were longer than mine right mm-hmm. so i need to strategically try to figure out how to get to your face okay or if your hands are occupied i'm going to just kick you in the groin anyway because yeah. your hands are up here you have nothing to protect yourself sure so i would most likely kick you in the groin as the distraction even though i was probably Uh, hits hit properly, but let's just say I do that as a distraction and then I strike down on your Mm -hmm. elbows So all of a sudden yes, and then I would octopus my hand right up to your eyes Mm -hmm. So and that's when you go in for like an eye gouge or something along Mm -hmm. those lines Mm -hmm. So it's just those little tricks of have my whole thing is you don't have to learn 8,000 techniques It is truly not about memorizing 8 billion things It's, It's really understanding the ones that you naturally gravitate towards and then just having a pre-planned response. Sure, so, just
1: mastering the, those yeah. three or five basics yeah. that you're comfortable with. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And then mm. having the self-defense tools to back it up. So if a man is coming, I, I so in my coat pockets, mm-hmm. um, I have a pepper spray and a striking tool. So I have okay. my distance, mm-hmm. my distance spray to keep somebody at a distance. Mm-hmm. So watch out, I have it right on <laughs> Okay. <your side.
2: laughs> Thank you, because that's actually a proactive way of using pepper spray. People think like, oh, it's for the eyes. Like, no, this. People yeah, will stay back. Yeah, oh yeah. Well,
0: if you, if you hold that up, people don't want to come into that. No. And I wouldn't spray it necessarily until I saw. So, yeah. first set a verbal boundary. If somebody's far away, you set the verbal boundary. Mm. That is how you assess your mm-hmm. attacker's intentions. Like, are they an attacker or are they just somebody trying to catch up to their wife? You know? sure. so, yeah. But once they cross that verbal boundary, that's when you say, I have full range, I'm, I'm going to use this pepper spray on mm. their face. So then you come across the eyes, and that's what keeps them at a distance. And that literally make forces their eyes closed for 15 minutes makes is different than pepper spray which I'll explain okay so you want to have your distance tool first Mm -hmm. which is a gun a pepper spray a taser all Mm -hmm. those are handle people from a distance and then if they cross that boundary and still come maybe that didn't work for some reason then you have your secondary tool that's on you for the close close thing so I say handle them from distance if that doesn't work Mm -hmm. then you have you know you have your secondary tool so that's what I have in my two pockets and I walk with them in my hands ready to go, because it takes two to three seconds for an attacker to come up on you and surprise you. Sure. So you can't have them in the depths of your big black hole <laughs> okay.
3: yeah You yeah, have to have out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you teach the keys?
0: Um, like, you know, what? I love it that you brought that up. Okay, so a couple yeah. things is the keys between all the fingers, even though it looks nasty, my least favorite thing, because the second the second you squeeze, squeeze. it is so, it's way more painful for you. So if they were to grab your hand, it's excruciating. The other thing is, so if we have one key in between the hand, I've done that pretty hard on somebody, and the key more flops and it hurts me more than it hurts the person, mm-hmm. and, you know, if you do that in the eyes. But it is something. I mean, you sure. can you can or hold it here and really jab into their neck or their eye, something like that. So I call it a great distraction, but they're mm-hmm. still going to come after you. Right. So you have to have your secondary tool uh, mm-hmm. available. The reason I love to have keys in the hands though, is because first of all, if they steal your wallet, your purse, your whatever, um, you still have your access to your vehicle. Mm-hmm. That has a panic button mm-hmm. right and you don't want them to steal your purse and your you know your car is right there and you mm-hmm. can't have that for your safe haven kind sure. of thing. so All i right. like that and panic buttons you know they don't want to be seen these attackers don't want to be seen That's so right. it's important to draw any attention you can to them even though a lot of people in society ignore yeah. it's still important to try <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yeah. um, this is the reality mm-hmm. of the situation so you have to be prepared to handle business yourself even if there's people around mm-hmm. so um but yeah tools so i would say awareness and mm-hmm. understanding where to strike on the body, where the vulnerable areas are, and then having your self defense tools to, to, I wouldn't even say back you up, that's your initial. Mm-hmm. The, the physical is is the backup plan.
3: Sure. Okay. It mm-hmm. was awesome. Or yeah. even try to get away as far as possible. Oh, yeah. One. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Number
0: one. Number right. one. I do yeah. not care. Ego aside, right? Yeah. let yeah. I do not care how many black belts somebody has or how many moves I would get away. I I have straight run from people. There was somebody in uh, Scottsdale, um, the Scottsdale Quarter um, parking garage made me extremely uncomfortable. Like eyeballing me and then all of a sudden got up and got out of the car and started walking after me. Like super strange and awkward. And um, so I just, hightailed it right and he he was walking right in my direction and so it was really important to um you know i just i don't care i just ran yeah sure you know on, yeah. got in my car and then he was sitting there watching me drive so it was it was, it was, something, yeah, it was creepy no yeah up to no good i let the the
3: uh personal story on that one yeah. i was a, when i was a kid i was dropped off to boy scouts mm-hmm. and so i had my little boy scout outfit Going the going the going to the to the meeting which was canceled, mm-hmm. and so then didn't have a phone
1: at uh, that time, yeah. you know that
3: type of thing. So I had to go go to a pay phone to call my parents to pick me up. So then this vehicle started following me, and then so what I ended up doing was I ran, I jumped over a fence. I ended up going to this 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 uh, retirement center. The vehicle found at found where I was going at. And they ended up. Uh, I hid underneath the car. I got underneath the the car. I hid, and you, the vehicle was just driving back and forth on this parking lot. Mm. And oh my god! Yeah, so it was the most scariest shit. Oh, that where I had. was that? This is back in Santa Fe. I, I,
2: yeah, back in the day. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, it's yeah, mm.
0: yeah. It happens. The statistics are out of control for that happening. I mean, all of us have some sort of a story sure. where we mm-hmm. got into a situation where we are uncomfortable. Um, but those types of situations are so stinking common. That exact mm-hmm. same thing happened to me, by the way. Just walking home from my friend's house, right. I went and dove headfirst into a bush, just because this car pulled past, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they backed up. It was like eight at night. It was dark. I'm like a
1: ten <laughs> <laughs> and
0: I just went booking it. I mean, I, I have probably fifty of those types of stories mm-hmm. throughout my life, and uh, it's it's wild. It's yeah. absolutely wild. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, I wanted to ask you. I know your friends at the time froze. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to overcome that yes. if you're in that situation between freezing or fighting? And,
2: yeah. And if I may ask a second question, yeah. how did you feel about your friend after <laughs> that? <laughs> <laughs> just,
0: <You> know. <laughs> okay. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'll start with that. Yeah. It's just, okay. just to say, um, you know what? I, I had a lot of forgiveness on my heart because you know if you are the type of person who when you get pranked you see those youtube videos Mm -hmm. and you get pranked and half the people fall to the ground in panic Mm -hmm. and half the people like jack the person in the face and it bypasses their brain Mm -hmm. and it's just their natural response to fear Mm -hmm. and unless somebody this is why i'm so passionate about that topic because i witnessed it firsthand that that can that can overtake even a fourth degree Mm -hmm. black belt panic and so i am so passionate about the mindset piece of self-defense so teaching techniques is about 60 percent of what Mm -hmm. i do and then I teach all the awareness stuff, and then overcoming the fear response is the other piece of that. Um, So one of the ways to do that, I I teach lots of different ways, but in my curriculum, I have an entire piece on overcoming your own fear response. So there's meditations Mm -hmm. that can rewire, you know, the um, Mm. NLP. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's ways to rewire our own um, fear response. And then there's the funny little things like if you happen to watch scary movies or people do prank you or, or whatever it may be. When you notice you panic, as quickly as you can, come back with power. Just mm. poof up. It's just a posture thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that mm-hmm. is a huge deal. Anytime you feel um, any type of adrenaline rush lift versus cave um, and those, right. those were over, so those are like the little daily things you can do kind of just like you floss your teeth right you floss your
1: teeth yes of course um,
0: no, <laughs> no, but meditations can really help that really are guided to that okay. um, and then a lot of it has to do with um, honestly our own uh, self worth and value I put an entire personal development mm. p- portion of the uh, in the course like, like my 22 years of personal development knowledge mm-hmm. I also put that in the course because wow. Nice. there's yeah. so many women and, and men as, uh, as well who just struggle a little bit with their own self worth and um i have step by step how because i used to be i had a self-worth of one i have the scars to prove it sure. you know I, I seriously was suicidal the whole mess for mm. years in a couple abusive marriages um and now i mean my gosh it's, it's just like a night and day of who i was mm. and my fear response has completely shifted mm-hmm. um but So it's part of the meditations, but also just learning the techniques. It's really having a, a, there's paranoia and then there's confident awareness. The confident awareness comes from learning the techniques, overcoming your own fear response by um, truly understanding the techniques. Like if you were Mm -hmm. having somebody approach you, you will know what to do. Sure, You will know how to put that person down. You have that confidence.
1: So that fear response shifts because you have that confidence behind it. Perfect. We are here tonight talking with our beautiful guest, Tiffany Armstrong. (laughs) about self-defense, how to protect yourself when you're confronted with an assailant, uh, things to do, things to be aware of, just fantastic information tonight. Uh, If you're just tuning in, take a seat. She's going to be giving us some more. Uh, if not, you can always watch our video that we'll have out in the next day or so, so you can get all the tips, tricks, and skills that you need. Mm-hmm. Sounds good, right? I love it. Perfect. That's right. So, Tiffany, where do we leave off at? We were talking about mindset. We were
0: talking about mindset, mm-hmm. and one of the big questions I get. So, I was attacked in college. I'm a very open book, so I'll just mention this question. Sure. So, when I was um, three to... 13, I was sexually abused as a child. Then I went into my attack, right, in college. And he was actually sitting outside the house, casing us for about an hour, is what I wow. found out from the police later. Uh, 30 minutes to an hour, they thought. And so he, he chose me out of everyone there. And this brings you back to the prison study. Yeah. But I was, I just, from my childhood experiences mm. and whatever else, I just was not carrying myself, like mm. I had enough self-worth to fight for myself. So I was the easy target. I was not the smallest woman there, definitely not the most attractive woman there, and it was just one of those situations where he chose me. So um, I started studying the field of victimology after that to truly mm-hmm. really wow. try to understand how they chose their attackers, which is the mm-hmm. prison study I mentioned earlier. But then the interesting thing for me is I went on and I got into two different abusive marriages. They were physically and, and verbally abusive. So everybody asks me after the fact, how on earth did you let, Like you have two different secondary black belts, how did you let a man hit you, Mm -hmm. one of them shot a gun at me, like it was bad stuff, Mm -hmm. and so the whole, that's why I'm so passionate about, the skills are the skills, the Mm -hmm. tools are the tools, those are so important to learn, because you need to know, if somebody Mm -hmm. lays their hands on you, you need to know Mm -hmm. how to respond, but the mindset piece of it is equally as important, because like Mm -hmm. I said, my friend froze, so he needed to overcome his own fear response, but the other piece of it is just truly understanding the mindset of that we are worth fighting for, that we Mm -hmm. have enough worth to fight for ourselves, Um, And I struggled my whole life until three years ago uh, completely with my self-worth. And so the whole mindset of just understanding um, that we don't need to be in these domestic violence situations or whatever it may be. And that leads me to a statistic is that Mm -hmm. 80% of the time, our attacker is someone we know. So a lot of times, like when I was in the dojo, all they talked about was the scary guy in the alley that was gonna jump out at you, which happens. But that's only 20% of the time and so When we're talking 80% of the time, and this could be someone you know, like in a personal relationship, Mm, it might be somebody you just pass by every once in a while in the grocery store, you know what I mean? You just don't know who it is, but um, it changes our mindset. So picture this, you're walking and some guy jumps out in an alley, from an alley and starts attacking you. You will not hesitate, most likely to start defending yourself Mm -hmm. on some level, right? Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden you start being attacked and it's somebody you know. Yeah, It changes the whole right. dynamic. Oh, sure. It changes the whole dynamic and so people will hesitate to respond. And most, I'm going to say, gosh, I think only 12% of um, like childhood traumas are reported to police and Correct. the statistics are just as bad mm. for adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and so much of it is because we know the perpetrators and um, they might be drugging our drinks and things like that. So, yeah. so all that to say, really putting ourselves and it's not to create paranoia this is just meant to create awareness and a Mm confident understanding of what's going on um so when we're talking about 80 percent of the time we're attacked by someone we know it we do have to get our mind right our mindset right about okay if somebody's going to come at me and it's somebody i happen to know that i work with that i you know maybe they're getting a little too handsy at the holiday party how intense do i get you know what i mean (laughs) um so my my (laughs) response to that is Mm -hmm. if somebody's getting a little too handsy the the This part that you've mentioned earlier, these types of tactics where you're just getting someone off of you, maybe a a simple wrist lock, something like that. Yeah, it's nasty, isn't it? But so you need to, you do need to understand the level of force, you know, because you have to, I talk about the laws of self-defense all the time, but. But when it is somebody you know and they are truly hurting you, mm-hmm. um, truly hurting you of some mm-hmm. uh, w- some way, shape, or form, we need to still not hesitate to protect ourselves. So still a throat strike, even though that's going to crush their trachea or even an eye gouge, whatever it takes to get them, yeah. because they are making that choice to put their hands on you. So mm-hmm. the mindset piece was rough for me back then because I didn't value myself enough, and it was so confusing because my dojo years were... Mm-hmm. You know, it's always going to be a stranger. It's always going to be a stranger yeah, yeah. than when it's my sure. husband or whoever it was. That, um, it was just so, I just didn't know how to respond sure. emotionally yeah, to it. Different. Sure, yeah, it's different. And so, um, so anyway, that that is why I talk so much about, um, you know, the mindset. And that's why I put that whole personal mm. development section in the yeah. curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's needed. It's really needed.
2: I love that you say that, because um, if I may share something about myself, yeah. I went through uh, very abusive mentally and physically in my childhood. Mm. And... Um, I made my whole life in my teenage years about becoming stronger yes. so that I could stop that and what's really funny is that even though i became stronger it stopped it for me but it didn't stop it for my mother yes and then I, and it, it, it blew me away to realize that oh my god like she needs to have that realization for herself yes i cannot like I, you can't make a drink or make a horse drink water it's right. just you just can't do that and mm-hmm. so For the people out there who are aware of other people in their lives who are in that stuck place in that dark place where they don't realize they do have the self-worth and they do have the ability to defend themselves and stand up for themselves Mm -hmm. um what sort of advice would you give to those That's
0: fantastic and thank you for sharing that by the way because that's Mm -hmm. not easy to share um yeah honestly i i have so many uh, resources of books out Mm -hmm. there that i've Mm -hmm. read um there's one called uh, facing love addiction it was Mm -hmm. it was legitimately the book that shifted me um, in a whole different direction, because Mm -hmm. it it explained almost on paper, it did, Mm -hmm. on paper, the exact dynamic between my ex-husband and I, how the argument would instill, how he would escalate. It was just, they could, so, the yeah.
2: escalation. Yeah. Yes. yes. And it, they
0: call it the love addict, love avoidant tango. And it mm-hmm. was just, it's this dance. And so it was the first thing that had me realize, whoa, I'm not in this world by myself experiencing. This is just a thing. This mm-hmm. is a pattern that's in a lot of relationships. Right. And once you start getting to that point, you're like, this is almost interesting, like to look as a science experiment. Um, so I would, you know, watch that tango play out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to play
1: into the tango anymore. There you go. <laughs>
0: what?
1: <I don't> know. <laughs> I mean, more conscious aware. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly
0: right. But to, to answer your question truly, it, it's going to start with her own self-worth mm. um, and her making a decision to start under like maybe either reading some books i mean obviously she could go through my entire um, personal development course the um the first six things i have in there is my exact playbook of how i went from a self-worth of one and having allowing people to tolerating people treating me that way Mm, to a self-worth of what i would consider uh, between an eight and a ten i waver Mm because i'm human right you know what i mean yeah of course Um, but truly just getting some resources in her hands Mm -hmm. and um, letting her make that decision i have thousands of women all over the world who um are in my group where we talk about this stuff Because mm-hmm. i don't just talk about self-defense i'm right, very points. big on this um and all these women are just really truly talking about they're in domestic violence situations but they, i've had hundreds and hundreds get out of their domestic violence situations mm-hmm. just from some simple simple mm-hmm. concepts like this mm-hmm. so it's truly understanding boundaries instead <laughs> of walls
1: sure. understanding
0: yeah. how to not allow themselves to be vulnerable Understanding truly why they tolerate it in the first place—that's huge. You know, yeah, it's a huge deal.
2: Yeah, that is.
0: So just getting some resources in her hands. I have eight thousand books. I could I, I read. <laughs> eight thousand. <000. laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking either. Oh, I'm a big reader, and all of it is personal development related, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I could. I could definitely. That's probably the book I would start her with. Yes. Yeah. What was the name again? It's called Facing Love Addiction. Facing love addiction? A, love addiction? The author is Pia Melody, P I A, and then okay. you know. You yeah, it's it? I'm
3: familiar. There was, yeah. my yeah. sister had her own her own, yes. her own issue and things like yes. that. Yeah. And I kind of told her that what happened to her and made her a stronger individual oh, yes. because of all the therapy that she went through.
0: Yes, we, mm-hmm. really, it forces us, you know, sometimes you need a trauma or need a problem in order to, you know, truly dig deep on yeah. something. Mm. And so I, you know, that, I'm i glad you brought that up, because one of my biggest passions in life is victim versus victim mentality. Sure. And I was a victim as a child. I was a victim, blah, 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 you know what I mean, mm-hmm. all the things. I chose to live in victim mentality for my entire life until three years ago, uh, where it was kind of I, I didn't walk around like the woe is me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I kept perpetuating the pattern. And yes. I thought that's what I deserved and all the things. And when I chose oh, that to... that word I deserved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. It was what I was sure. familiar with. Yeah, right? Yeah. And that book really shines a light on that. Um, but truly, I I just want everybody on a, such a massive level to... I mean, even the little things at work, you know, like where somebody hurts your feelings or you're just, like, mm-hmm. frustrated at somebody, it's like... Snap yourself out of victim mentality as quick as possible and, and focus on the solution. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because there is because that's when the beauty opens up. Mm-hmm. you know Like your sister's obviously moved through some things from what you what I'm hearing from yep. you. And um, you know shifting out of that victim mentality is a huge, huge, huge deal. And that's what attackers target in the first place. If mm-hmm. somebody's sitting in victim mentality, they're on the target list. Sure. So we need to we need to shift our mindset in a big way with that.
2: You, m- you must have met a little bit of conflict with that idea, with some people, because some oh, yeah. people hold on to their victim mentality. Yes,
0: I could go forever in that, I know we don't have enough time, but I will very lightly mention, um, if you're a Tony Robbins fan oh, at of course, right. yeah. um, the six human needs, mm-hmm. we can meet, there's six human needs, <clears throat> and one of them being, let's say, love and mm-hmm. connection being one of them. So we can meet that love and connection in a resourceful way, or Mm -hmm. we can meet it in an unresourceful way. You you guys know the concept, right? So the resourceful way would be to do something nice for somebody and they appreciate it, whatever else it is, that's you're getting love and connection Mm -hmm. by doing something kind. But sometimes what people Mm -hmm. will do is stay in victim mentality because they'll be like, "Mm, I'm just, I'm blah, 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 you know, and everybody's like, Oh, you poor thing. And they're (laughs) getting getting love and connection. They're getting that need met, but in an unresourceful way. So, um, so truly victim mentality can be perpetuated because they're meeting one of their needs mm-hmm. and if they if we can just help them help mm-hmm. lightly help them, not like, shove it down their throat sure. them, you know like you did this you're meeting this need in a, a resourceful way um but truly if you can just help guide them to meeting mm-hmm. that in a more resourceful mm-hmm. way um and they're gonna either choose to or not that's up to them but it's uh that's right. it's a beautiful thing when we can meet all of our six human needs in a very resourceful beautiful sure. way life but, gets a lot easier
1: I love, I love how you put that that was mm-hmm. wonderful thank thanks, you thanks of course so i know we only have a few minutes left yeah <clears throat> you're going on the world tour yeah can you talk a little bit about that
0: yes absolutely so i have <clears> had I, I don't even know how this happened because i just started putting this out to the united states but all of a sudden canada started picking up and the uk yeah. and uganda and malaysia wow. these people mm-hmm. um, from all over the world it, just since april i mean so it's just exploded because this is so needed and there's so many uh, one of my passions is getting in like we were talking about getting into the countries that they don't even have access to self-defense where the statistics are through the roof mm. and they just don't even know these women or or men mm. don't know what to do about it and so um i i was you know thinking maybe just the united states and canada but then i have this uk this whole group in uk and australia saying please come out to see us sure so it's been really more by i wasn't thinking about doing this until people just started saying please come out please yeah. come out so i thought well heck I will do that. Absolutely. So um, I don't know exactly what it looks like right okay. now. I have the main areas that I think I'm <clears throat> going to um, travel to, but mm. uh, but I just launched the curriculum literally this weekend, oh, this past weekend. So I, that was my number one focus to get out and I'm, that's getting out to all those countries. But then I want to make some in-person uh, visits just to be as empowering and have a big impact, as, as big of an
1: impact as I possibly sure. can. So that's 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 just mind-blowing it's amazing
0: (laughs) i got the opportunity to do that yes I'm so i feel so grateful to be able to just put this in their hands this this is my whole mission in life i I let my other career go and Mm -hmm. um i just wanted to focus every i poured my entire life savings into this i literally just was like this is my mission
1: and i went all
0: in and um see that's the
1: thing you gotta go all in life a lot of people aren't doing that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so go (laughs) So, talking about going all in, if somebody wants to go all in and learn more about you, about your self-defense program, how they go about doing that?
0: Yeah, well, I put so many free content videos on Mm -hmm. uh, my my, um, Facebook, which is at at Armstrong Self-Defense. You can find me on my website, which is just Mm tiffanyarmstrong.net. And then um, I have an entire learning center that's learn- dot It's nice and easy to find, and sure. I have all these different online courses that you can just look right in there, figure out which one you want to look uh, look through, and then go from there. So nice I, and simple.
1: I love it. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap up our show tonight. Awesome. We want to thank you. For being here with Thank us, letting us know about your world tour, letting us know about all these tips and tricks and ways to protect ourselves. Yeah. So next time they try to attack me, <laughs> I know what to do with these two guys. Always watch out. I gouge them both. I love that. <laughs> Just prepare yourself mentally.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: Well, this is Len DeCarma with the extraordinary being movement, along with Fred Martinez. And Chris Shiver. And we and our lovely guest, Tiffany Armstrong. Okay. And we are ending the show tonight. We want to thank you for being here with us. We look forward to seeing you next week. So make sure you tune in and listen. And follow us on live.com and also on the extraordinarybeingmovement.com website, which is now launched. Take a look. We'll love to hear your feedback on that. Until then, you have a keep great evening. Forgetting the YouTube. Oh, and the YouTube. <laughs> live.com as well for our YouTube. So you can get it all there. And our friend Julian back here says, why not plug Central City Radio while you're at it? And we are. So that's how that's going to go tonight. So make sure you got that list. We're going to post it so you can have a list of it all. Again, have a great night on behalf of all of us. Yeah, baby. Good night. (laughs) Yeah.